Welcome to Dish of the Day with Eartha Kitten and Delta Van Dam. Today we'll be serving up a big plate of hot takes on, on whatever, whatever the, the fuck, fuck we want to talk, talk about. Friendship. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. I hate friends. <laughs> I like being a friend, mm-hmm. I hate making friends. I suck at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could see, not. I could see that. I could understand that. It, yeah, it is kind of a nerve wracking process, especially as you get older. Mm-hmm. Like I really thought that I was like every time I think I'm like, because I'll be the person that's like, no new friends, fuck everybody. Like I, I'm good where I am, and then like somebody creeps in, and I'm like. Well, I have a friend crush on you. How do I go about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and then it's just me like silently campaigning to be there, to be somebody's friend. So see, I just I like people from afar, but for some reason, either people find me intimidating or they just don't want to get to know me better. Uh huh. So like, I'm stuck at surface level friendships for a long ass time, mm-hmm. and I hate small talk. So you can imagine what kind of hell that is. <sighs> That's one thing we have in common. I despise small talk. Oh, I hate it so much. I think it is like, I wish I, if I could, one, uh, humanize something and then kill it, it would be small talk. (laughs) I just, I I don't, I hate it so much. But it's like a necessary stepping stone to getting to know people, but I I can't stand it. I can't do it. I think most of my best friendships have been started by like the person making me laugh and there being the skipping of small talk it's just like we hit like a humor point and then that's what builds the friendship it's not like how's your car (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think one of my best friends like we met in high school I was working lights which was a very rare occurrence for me because I don't do lighting very well but like I was at the light board he was behind me and I'm just like sitting there like doing whatever I need to do trying to figure out cues because it was maybe like a week before the show and he's behind me and we're rehearsing and he literally comes up behind me he's like why are we even rehearsing this show is a mess I killed him let's just go like because it was a murder mystery play he's like let's just go home why are we even here And that was the beginning of uh, our friendship. And that's like we and since then we never like had small talk. Like I would learn about different things through him through conversation. Like it was never like we had a time where it's like, so how was your day? Like we never had that type of relationship. It's always been straight to the point. Like, okay, this is what we're talking about today. <laughs> like, yeah. See, mine always start through prolonged exposure. Like you might only see me once in a blue moon but if you see me multiple times then eventually we will become friends yeah but i'm awkward i don't talk i just sit in the corner and i think people think i'm angry all the time but mostly i'm just like people mm-hmm. ah scream <laughs> yeah <laughs> but inside yeah internal screaming ah people no nah. yeah that's how i make friends the last person that i like made be my friend and they can back this up i literally was just like going around telling people like i'm gonna force them to be my friend and then like one day like we were like slowly like we were building a relationship and like being nice to each other because this is somebody i met through burlesque so we were like 
Yeah, we're just, we were, like, talking, and then one day I get a message from them, and anybody who's listening who knows this person will know who I'm talking about, but, like, I get a message from them, and they're just, like, they're, like, I'm just, they're just, like, oh, I'm trying to be your friend and hang out all the time, and I was, like, oh, my God, me, too, I can tell people I'm gonna... I'm going to force you to be my friend. And we were like, yeah. And then, like, even with that, like, it took a little while. But once it caught steam, I was like, no, this person's, like, one of my best friends. And that's the other thing is that, like, I have, like, most of the people in my life that I consider my friends, I'm like, they're, like, my best friends or they're just my friends. I don't have, like, those weird in-between things. It's like, you're either my best friend or we're just friends. And it is very different. See, I think I'm stuck at the in-between thing. I know a lot of people. And maybe it's just because I haven't lived up here that long or something. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people. But, like, I don't know. The friend gap is real for me. So I think we're coming at each other from opposite ends of the friend spectrum. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which is good for a podcast. I mean, yeah. Because I have people that will, like, say, like, oh, my gosh, you're one of my best friends. And I have to sit there and I'm like, am I? You're like, am I? I didn't know we were there yet. Okay. Like, but, and that's, that can be hard for some people because it's like, I'll, I mean, I've had the same best friends for so long. And then, like, I have, like, a couple of new ones that have lasted in the last two years. But right now I'm kind of at the point where I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm capped out. Like, I, Yeah. I have so many different relationships with my different best friends that I'm just like, yeah, this is this is enough. Like I'm I'm balanced and I have love in my life through my friendships and we're good. But I say that now and I bet by like this time next year I'm gonna be like, so I have a new best friend. <laughs> really great, cool. <laughs> like yeah. See, I'm in the position I have friends. I don't see them now, obviously. Coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I suck at talking on the internet. I cannot text. Mm-hmm. I cannot message. Like, you've experienced this. I message. I send you a sentence. Or if I have something new and important to talk about, I will talk to you about it. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's like I'll send a random meme occasionally. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> this is how I show my love. Meme. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> friendship. That's the topic of the day. Mm-hmm. Friendship, all the good shit, all the bad shit. All that jazz. All that jazz. But I'm just... <laughs> What's the worst part of friendship? For me, one of the one of the worst parts I think in friendships are ones where you can't have an honest conversation without it being a fight. I've experienced it with a couple of friends and it happens, you know, people are people and they're going to get defensive over something. If you're bringing something to somebody just out of the fucking blue, people get defensive, especially when, and that's the hard part with like best friendships is they get so deep involved in like how you perceive them. And if you have a strong friendship, it matters how your friend feels about you. So to feel, so to even be presented with something different can feel like a big attack. But I think the worst thing about friendships is you can get so caught up in, like, how you feel about each other. It it takes time to get to a point where you're just like, I need to say something to you. I need you to hear it and receive it. I don't want to fight about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had to do that sometimes with friends where I text them and I'm like, hey, I'm going to bring this up. I don't want it to be a thing, but I'm not going to not say this to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the hardest part is, like, having trying to have those conversations and they just end up being a fight. Mm-hmm. where you yeah where it just it didn't even have to go this way yeah i 
similar like thing. I never feel like I can be completely honest in a friendship because in the past, when I've been honest with somebody, I'm a kind of person where I'm a hundred percent realist. If you're doing something that's not a hundred percent good, I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. no judgment. I'm just going to say, yeah, that probably wasn't the best thing. And in the past, I've had that used against me, mm-hmm. like call me a bitch or whatever. I'm not, I'm not the person that's like, oh my God, I'm blunt. Mm-hmm. And they use that as an excuse to be an asshole. Yeah. I'll just go up to you and be like, yeah, that probably wasn't the best thing, but hey, it's all right. You're here now. Yeah. But it's been used against me. And I hate having those difficult conversations now because I feel like every friendship is going to blow up in Mm. my face. So what I do is I run in directly the opposite direction (laughs) and I never talk to them again. Oh, no. (laughs) I know it's not healthy. I'm working on it. I I mean, yeah, that seems like it always seems like the easier solution. And I'm definitely somebody who's like, I'm going to give you your space. But also I... I, yeah, this is another reason why I kind of appreciate the friendships I had because I like we most of, I think all of my best friends, we can have like those honest conversations and like it may get a little rough at points, but it's not going to get to the point where it's like, we're not friends anymore. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of my friends like won't allow that. And I've had friends that like where I'm like, I'm done. I'm fucking done. I don't want to hear from you anymore in my mind and then like my friend will like pick up on my tone and be like well what the fuck are we even talking about if you don't want to be friends with me anymore you need to say that and i'll be like well i don't like being called out so now i have now i have to approach this differently but yeah don't run away (laughs) yeah no it's it's definitely not a healthy thing Mm -hmm. so i'm working on it therapy is great friends yeah Podcast friends. I have podcast friends that hear me and I don't hear them. It's beautiful. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to get into a little theater nerd moment here. So X out. But like, if you don't like theater shit, just fast forward. Have you ever like, have you ever heard the musical to 25th annual Putnam Counting Spelling Bee? I've heard of it. Well, there's the saga there where she's like, my friend, the dictionary. (laughs) So when you said I have podcast friends, it just made me think of like you listening to your podcast and be like, these are friends honestly yes Mm -hmm. anything with the McElroy brothers I don't know if you've heard of the McElroy brothers Mm -hmm. they're my friends in my brain (laughs) (laughs) see like yep and that's just not even a quarantine thing like sometimes like yeah those friendships will happen like I know that I like when I go on like long car trips when I used to go on long car trips remember those in the before times yeah in the before times when I went on long car trips to do fun things like weddings um I would listen to podcasts and I would tell people like it's like having friends in the car <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's true like those voices do help but like you saying like I have podcast friends just made me think of like these are my friends you don't understand honestly just you like holding like an iPod like these are my friends it can't be any more true <laughs> I can't even like, I like people, mm-hmm. but I've been fucked in the past. So, like, yeah, podcast friends are good friends for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and occasionally I'll make a real friend along the way. One day. Hmm. Questions. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with friendships that lessen as the distance increases? Does that make sense? Like, if you have friends far away that you just don't interact with anymore. Um... This is the problem with Michigan is you kind of get stuck here or you end up coming back. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my friends that have like moved away eventually came back. And since I've been here the whole time, 
It's like if you really want to reconnect with people, they reconnect. But I will say I had a friend who one of my like really, really, really good friends lived in California for a while. And like while she was living out there, she like got married. She got engaged and she came they came back here for the wedding because they're both from here. But I remember like when she got I like saw her at her wedding and we like talked and it was like completely like we just picked up kind of where we left off. And then when like I went out to visit her and I stayed with her for like a week, it was just the same thing. It was kind of like because I met her in college. So when when I went to it was just like when I would stay at her house when we were in college, like nothing had really changed. And so that's the only experience I have is like those friendships where it's like we don't have to be in each other's spaces all the time to know that you really matter to me. So, but with like distance friendships, I have had friendships that have lessened not because of distance, but because like the people we were growing into were different than the people we were when we became friends. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where it's like, I still have love in my heart for you. I just like the people we are now can't be as close as we once were. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, we're not those people anymore. And that's okay. Like we, like, I think friendships, if you really want to keep people in your heart, you have to be willing to change with the times. And realize, like, you're not going to be super close all the time. Like, not everybody's... You're not going to be able to just pick up your phone and call people that you used to be able to five years ago. At least that's been my journey. Um, And it can be difficult and challenging depending on how those relationships change. Like, if they change because it's abruptly and you end up, like, having a fight about it, then that's hard. Mm Because then you have to have the conversation after that's like, we both said some things that were pretty hurtful or we both did things that were hurtful. But maybe like, if I see you on the street, maybe I won't want to choke you. You know, (laughs) that's my personal experience. (laughs) But yeah, um, I think, yeah. And then also just, I think the easiest thing to do is to just understand like your communication is going to be different across the board. So if you have a friend where you know if you don't text them every day, they're not going to want to be friends with you, but you're not a texter, then just have the conversation of like, hey, I'm really busy and we can't see each other because we don't live five minutes away from each other anymore, but I still love you. I'm not going to text you every day. I can't make that commitment. Like, when you want to talk, we can talk, but I can't text you every day. I need that as a warning label. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm mentally ill. I'm tired. I'm (laughs) bad at friendships already. So like... Yeah, I have friends from Knoxville that I went to college with. We hardly ever talk, but, mm-hmm. like, it's it's nice to be able to just be like, hey, I was thinking about you. Hope you're doing good. Like, they never treat me differently because I haven't stayed in contact. Mm-hmm. It's always just like, ah, it's really nice to hear from you. I miss you. Like, yeah, I like those kinds of friendships. Friends that, like, know just because I'm not talking to you doesn't mean I don't value you or think about you you know yeah and the nice thing I think with friends who live in different places is that if you ever like find yourself like wanting to see them those friends that like want to see you and understand like the lapse in communication doesn't mean anything it's like us seeing each other might be the most important thing those friends you'll find will like drop stuff to see you Mm -hmm. or they'll make time to see you Um, I had another friend who lived in California and like when I went out there to visit my one friend like she was still working so she was like if you want to go do stuff by yourself just let us know. So I had my one friend who was living out there and he's from here also but we went to high school together and I remember like as I was like boarding the plane to go to California I like messaged him and I was like 
hey, uh, I know this is super last minute and random and I don't want to like put you like you, you can totally say no. I was like, but I'm headed to California right now. And if you want to like meet up, I'd love to like see you. And like, mind you, I was on the plane, so I didn't get his message till I landed in California, what, four hours later. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I was like, yeah, I'd love to see you and like catch up. But like, you know, if, if, if you can't, like if you're busy, like that's fine. He's like, nope. He's like, got the weekend free. We set a time. Boom. Catch up happens. And I was like, this was nice. This is an adult way to deal with this. Yeah. Not, I can't believe you didn't tell me you weren't coming. And why aren't you staying with me and all this Ooh. stuff? It's like, we both know that that's not where this is. Like, you know, but, and yeah, it was just, that was just a nice thing that happened. And I was like, this is nice. Adult healthy. friendships are nice. Yeah, <laughs> nice healthy communication that doesn't end in me feeling really guilty for not saying something earlier because it's just like shit came up and then I was like, oh wait, he lives in California too. Maybe we can see each other because he only lives like an hour away. So yeah, it's it's nice to have adult friendships where you're like, I am not the center of your life. You are not the center of my life. You are still important to me. Mm-hmm. I would like to hang out with you occasionally. Yeah. I sound like a fucking robot. No wonder I have no friends. (laughs) No. Yeah. But I mean, no, it's true. Because I definitely, one thing I will say is that, like, growing up, I had, like, and even still, I have really bad attachment issues. Mm. So you saying, like, you're not the center of my life, I'm not the center of yours. That There was a time where I was, like, any, like, a lot of my friends were the center of my life because they were also, like, my safe space. Mm. And so... I get really um, clingy with stuff like that. I get really to the point where I'm just like, and this is this this is my toxic trait where it's like I'm doing all this stuff for you because I love you, not because I want it returned. But it would be nice for you to like appreciate it once in a while because I would have to like because in my mind I'm sitting here like doing all this stuff, but the only person you appreciate is this other person, mm-hmm. or the only person who like brings you joy is this other person, and I'm overexerting myself to give you all this, to, like, do all this stuff, give you all this stuff. Why is, like, that not enough for our friendship to be, like, your favorite friendship? Time has passed, and I've done (laughs) enough healing to realize that, like, just because I put people in that box doesn't mean that they have to reciprocate it, and I'm choosing to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not, like, I'm, I don't have to do that. If I don't, like, if, and... You know, people, people's friendships will go past what I can do for them, which was a hard thing. But, you know, I had time to think to myself in COVID and I was like, you know what? I can't like, what do I do now? How do I prove that like, I really love my friends if I can't like do stuff with them and for them. And that is where I came to like, you know what? Like you've been choosing to do this your whole life. None of them asked you to. And like, I had to look at myself because I'm the type of person where I'm like, I don't ask you to do something. Please don't try and help me. Like, I will tell you what you can do to help me because I'm very particular. Um, And so that has been, like, my little, like, journey with, like, my toxic friendship traits where I'm just like, okay, you can make them the center of your life. But guess what? You're choosing to do that. It really should be you being the center of your life. But you do what you need to do. Like, See, my problem is I hold everything in and keep it to myself. Like, mm. I always get this. Like, why didn't you tell me you were going through that? I could have, like, been there for you. I I keep everything, like, this, this is my shit. I'm not going to mm-hmm. let it spill onto other people. So, like, do you share all the bad shit in your friendships or do you just kind of? No. 
I share all of the big stuff that I would want to find out through a third party. Yeah. So I invoked, because uh, uh, I had some things like that happen where I would find out very important, like, life stuff from my what who I thought was my best friend on, like, Facebook or, like, Snapchat and Twitter. And I'm very old-fashioned where I'm just like, there are certain things I shouldn't have to find out about on social media. So I invoked my own rule is that if I wouldn't want to see this from them on social media, I don't want to, I don't want them to see this from me. Yeah. So usually before I'll make like a social media post or I like start telling like my like tertiary friends, I make sure I like send a group text to like, I have like basically like two best friend groups. I have my best best friends and then I have my, my best friends that I've known forever um, and then I have, like, my other best friends who have, like, singular relationships with. And I'll just send out a text and be like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. Um, I'm not doing great, but I don't want you to worry. I'm just reaching out because I need comfort right now. Mm. Um, and that's usually when I'll get the, can I, can we do anything? And those are the people that if they offer, those are most likely the people I'll take up on their offer first. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, like, everything, No. I, I, I usually, I'm pretty good about reaching out when I'm like really sick or if like my depression has gotten so bad that I've had to like call off work. I'm having an anxiety attack, a panic attack because you never know where those things might lead up. And if I end up having to like go to the hospital or something, I don't want my friends to have to find that out through like my dad or something like that. So with those things I'm usually pretty open with them like if I'm feeling like like if I need some place to stay for the night those are the friends that I go to um but as far as like every little thing no because it's just some things I'd rather just deal with on my own and I think part of having healthy friendships is realizing like we have things that we need to do like right away when they happen and then there's other things where it's like when we see each other we'll talk yeah it's like we can just talk about this in person or over the phone i don't need it doesn't need to be a thing where it's like you know every single detail about my life because it's just i'm not that person i'm i'm not either i like to deal with everything individually Mm -hmm. like i'll tell you after the fact if i want to talk about it and i only tell people that i trust about like shit that's happening in my life yeah. But I don't share in the moment because it's, you know, it's about me. It's my moment. I'm having shit going wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drag other people into it. That's my thought anyway. Okay. Do you think you have to be friends with somebody before you date or be a couple at all? Uh, personally, for me, I have basically concluded that I will probably end up in a serious relationship with somebody that I was friends with first or that I knew on a friendship level first. Mm -hmm. I know why it's hard for me to connect with people um, who aren't my friends on like a romantic level because there's this added pressure of like having, for me, there's this added pressure of having to be like the super charming, whatever romantic thing that they're looking for on top of having to be myself. And I know myself so if I can present just me at first and that's enough to like make someone attractive then I feel a little bit more safer to explore that like more romantic side of me that I do not show everybody. Mm -hmm. I show everybody my thoughtful side. I show everybody my creative side. I show everybody like you know my like super like the earth the kitten diva whatever 
But like as far as like romantic stuff and things I do within a partnership, I don't show that to everybody. And I don't even necessarily like talking about that stuff because it's so like personal to me. Um, so for me, yes, I would have to be friends with somebody or at least like you enough as a person to be to want to be friends with you before I could date you. Because I've definitely had those moments where I'm like, on a date or dating or talking to somebody and I'm like I think if we weren't romantically involved we wouldn't be friends but we're in this now so <laughs> I guess we just do this until we fight I don't know yeah 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 all of my relationships have been with people you know we're not necessarily best friends before we start dating but we're mm-hmm. we can talk we can have a conversation we're good friends and, like, it always develops to the person that I'm dating is my best friend, mm-hmm. which sucks during breakups. But mm-hmm. <laughs> other than that, like, Tyler is my best friend. Yeah. I can talk to him about anything, pretty much, and mm-hmm. no judgment. Like, I, I don't think, like you said, I don't think I can have a relationship with people that I wouldn't be friends with. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree yeah. on that one. I know people who... And see, I know people who are the opposite. Like, I have friends who are like, no, I liked them from the beginning. And from the beginning, it was, like, 100% romantically charged. And I'm like, I think it works for some people. I think if there's, like, romantic chemistry and there's, like, a pull there, it it works. And then that friendship comes later. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also have seen a lot of those, like, deteriorate over the years. Because something doesn't click. And it's not always that they're not friends. Sometimes it could just be they straight up don't respect each other. Mm -hmm. But they're so, like, chemically involved and, like, stuck with each other that they're like, no, we have to make this work because we work so well together when it's good. But it's like, but y'all don't respect each other. And that's the other thing I think comes with, like, friendship is, like, mutual respect. It's like, you're not going to be friends with somebody you don't respect. Mm -hmm. But people are willing to date people that they don't respect for a while. And I'm not like that. I'm like, if I don't respect you, I don't really think I should be wasting my time, my personal time with you at all. Yeah, there's got to be, like, that mutual Mm -hmm. understanding and respect of each other, for sure. Have you ever had a relationship or a friendship, well, a friendship that's toxic because of that, like some kind of lack of respect on one side or another? Um, I, I don't know if, mm, there, I don't necessarily think that I've had toxic friendships that were like lack of respect for each other, mm-hmm. but it's definitely like I would notice like their lack of respect with other people and it made me nervous because yeah. eventually that will pour into our relationship. If you can treat a stranger like this, it's only a matter of time before you treat me like this, before you make me feel really uncomfortable or you do something that's, like, super disrespectful to me. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely had to, like, pull back on friendships because I've seen how disrespectful they were to other people. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to, like, slowly, like, pull myself back. And, like, I... Yeah. And that's one of those things, like, I won't explain it. I'll just be like, if I slowly, like, pull back, that's my choice. Um... But yeah, I'm pretty upfront with people where I tell people, I'm like, I can be the very, I can be like the nicest person. I can be, I will be there for you. I will help you. If you're in my heart, you're in my heart. But don't cross me. Like, Mm -hmm. don't fuck with me because then you're going to see a side of me that you really probably didn't even think was there. But it's like, if you want to play the game of who can hurt somebody more, 
I can win and I don't want to. I don't do that. I don't like pride myself on that, but I'm mm-hmm. upfront with my friends. I'm like, I will love you until I don't. And when I don't, I don't want you in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want that to be a reality, don't fuck with me and don't disrespect me, especially in public. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've had to, yeah. And, and that's even something that like has happened to me. Like I've had friends come up to me and be like, Hey, that thing you did sucked. And I realize we're friends and we have like this like super open thing, but like, don't do that to me again. Mm-hmm. And I apologize. And I say, okay, I understand. Like when you cross the line, you cross it and you say you're sorry and you never do it again. And that's like, yeah, that's my main thing. It's like, if somebody tells me that I've crossed the line, I try to make sure I never cross it again. Even if it hurts in the moment to know, like, I didn't mean it that way. It's like, okay, but this is a thing that hurts them. And if I care about them, I will never do it again. Mm-hmm. See, that's just respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other way to say it. You got to respect each other. See, I've had experiences in the past where I figure out that a friend of mine doesn't even like me. Mm. Which I don't understand how you would waste time and energy being friends with somebody that you don't actively enjoy being with. I'm... I'm a human. If you don't like me, mm-hmm. that's fine. Like, why Why would you waste time pretending to be my friend? And then I think some people just feed on drama and shit like that. Yeah. Well, there's also that underlying thing of, like, if they don't like you, then they needle something that, like, makes them think they're better than you. Because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of dislike comes from. Is like, I can't believe, like, they live their life this way. Or I can't believe, like, they say something like this. Or if you're me, I can't believe they're fucking racist, but here we are. But, and then it becomes a thing of like, that's what keeps you on a higher level. Yeah. So people, sometimes people need those, like what they consider lower level friends so they can feel better about themselves. But then as soon as that lower level friend is gone, they get to look around and be like, my life is nothing like theirs. I'm doing so much better, but they keep them around to like be able to be like, what, what's going on with you and what's wrong and all this stuff. And then the minute you leave, they're like, oh, I can't stand her. Like, That's got to be accurate because my experience was I had this friend who I opened up to about, you know, I used to have a lot of problems in relationships because I was poly and I didn't mm-hmm. realize it. And I would talk about as much as I love a person that I'm with around like six to eight months of dating them and like... I'm interested in seeing other people and them. Mm-hmm. I didn't because that's cheating, but like it, it was an inner conflict that I had. And that's when I opened up about it and I started talking about it. And then months later, I figure out that she's talking shit about me on Twitter the mm-hmm. whole time that we were talking about that. And like, mm-hmm. it was I, obviously that's why I don't open up to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you don't don't take shit like that and talk shit about people but she's mm-hmm. obviously insecure or needed to feel better or something yeah Ugh, toxic friendships yeah that's the problem yeah i um i think probably the biggest like toxicity i can think of in like a friendship is like i one i <laughs> It's hard because when you're teenagers, it's different. Like, friendship when you're teenagers, like, I don't care if there's teenagers listening to this. It's different. Like, it's different, yeah. Your friendships are tested when you're teenagers, and then your friendships are really tested when you're adults. Yeah. And like I said before, it can be hard when those friendships start to look different because of the people you're becoming. And certain shit that you put up with as a teenager, you're not going to put up with anymore. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like when I like, when I was younger, I would have friends who would, like, bring up stuff. And be like, well, you know, 
I see you're hanging out with this person so much and why haven't I seen you as much? And that's not a fair thing to do. No. Like if you're, if that's, and I, I will not entertain those friendships anymore. Like if somebody comes at, like I've, it took me a while, but it also, that has put in the back of my mind certain guilt about like, if I'm spending a lot of time with a certain friend and not, and I feel like I'm neglecting my other friends. And luckily we've all gotten to the point where it's just like, we know the relationship we have with each other mm. and none of us feel like we need to, and there's always going to be something that like comes up and we're like texting each other. Like, okay, this is a little crazy. You agree, right? Yes. Okay. But like, for the most part, it's like, we understand that there's like, a there's, times where we're gonna be all in each other's faces forever and then there might be a six month period where we don't see each other it's okay that doesn't change anything about our friendship but like I think if I found out any of my friends were like talking about me behind my back I honestly would just be like yeah well I was probably in the wrong in that one so whatever like (laughs) and it's that takes a long time to get to that point in friendships where you're just like yeah if they're saying something I was probably wrong whatever like Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's one of the good things about my friendships is I know like I have friends where I'm just like if they felt the need to say something about this to my other friends then I was probably wrong. See that's what I want out of friendships and I never get it like if you have a problem just fucking talk to me Mm -hmm. like I know I'm not perfect yeah but I've always gotten the I hear from a third party. I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. And 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 to be fair, I've done it before. Like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I didn't like vent to somebody who had nothing to do with our relationship. Yeah. And like it came back and bit me in the ass. And I st- I feel terrible about it. Like to this day, I'll like that's I've done things that are fucked up, and I've just been and now I've just accepted. Like yeah, I was fucked up, but I did it. Can't do anything about it. But like friendships, especially, I'm like, I know there have been points where I've like hurt my friends Mm -hmm. and I like feel bad about it. And I'm like, I don't want, yeah, I don't like the third party stuff either. And it's one of those things where it's just like now, it's now I've just gotten to the point where I just surround myself with people where it's like, if there's really a problem, we're going to say it to each other. Now, the way we say it to each other is going to look different person to person, but we're going to say this to each other and we're either going to move on or we're going to sit in it for a while, Yeah. Um, which can be hard. But yeah, the the whole like the thing where it's like you finally have a conversation because somebody you told told somebody else sucks. Yeah, it's terrible from both ends because I've been on both sides of that where I had to like call out a friend and be like did you say this and then I've been on the other side where they're like well did you say this and I'm like fuck Mm -hmm. both sides are awful it's better just go to each other collect your thoughts and then come to each other and just feel like I said I have to talk to you about something it doesn't have to be a thing but if it is I understand here we go see I'm a person that needs to vent often Mm -hmm. and some people just take that personally like I'll vent to somebody because I trust them and I trust them to realize, like, this is just me venting. I probably don't actually mean it. Mm -hmm. I'm just frustrated in the moment. Yeah. And I get it. Like, that's that's hard to deal with all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. I could do it better. But, like, I've had a lot of friendships where they just take my venting very, very personally. (laughs) Yeah. Which, you know, 
Yeah. It's hard when you're trying to, like, conceal somebody's identity because you just don't want it to get to that personal level. level. And then people are like, well, you're talking about me, aren't you? Oh, God, I hate that. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm talking about somebody else that I don't want you to know who they are. I just don't want to give out their information because I'm probably going to get over it in the next couple of days. Exactly. Yeah, but people don't understand that. But that's the other thing is that I think people take it as, like, oh, this person is venting to me, so I have to, like, take on all of their problems. And it's like, you can choose to do that it can be hard not to but at the same time it's like i am a person who's just like if someone tells me they need to vent i'm gonna listen and respond in that moment and then i'm just gonna be like okay done like Mm -hmm. because i used to be the person that was like oh my gosh, I'm going to fix this for you. And I'm going to totally like, I'm going to like come to your house and like, we're going to talk about it and vent about it. And now that I'm like older and I had a friendship, like basically fall apart because of that, because I was giving too much that I'm now I'm just like, you know what? Boundaries are important. Yeah. That's another thing that people forget in friendships. I read a meme recently that like read me for filth. It's like my therapist told me, you don't have a big heart. You just lack boundaries. And I was like, Ooh, that is a read of Ow. 2018, Eartha, if I have ever heard one, because that was all of 2018 for me. I'm just like, I just have such a big heart and I just want to help. And then, like, in the middle of last year, I was like, yeah, you really did not need to go that far for that person or those people. And you really could have just stayed in your own little bubble and they still would have done all the fuck shit that they did anyway. Yeah. So. See, that used to be me, and then I set up too many boundaries. <laughs> like, I just have boundaries all over the You're place. deflecting them like in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like, for real. I'm, I'm fucking mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. Like, no, you can't do that to me. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to be close about this. No, no, Too no. many boundaries. I am so easily offended. It's not even funny. I get over it mm-hmm. eventually, but, yeah. like... You know, I just figured out I have ADHD and depression caused by ADHD. Part of ADHD is rejection sensitivity. Mm. And if I feel like you've rejected me in any way or not respected me, I will get mad for like two to three days. (laughs) I'm very easily offended. But then Mm. I'm like over it. Yeah. So I just have way too many boundaries. That's another thing, though. But that's another thing that might be like a burden with friendships because I know Mm. like within like my close personal friendships it like it's not and i hate when people say like you have to have thick skin to be in this family like oh yeah i hate that and that's not the case with us it's not necessarily you have to have thick skin it's just like when we get together we have to be able to laugh at each other and with each other so it's like the thing that we'll do is like (laughs) if we're all laughing we try to like read the room and be like is this okay to laugh at things like that where it's like we're trying not to offend each other Mm -hmm. like one definitely like unwritten rule is like don't go for the jugular yeah because i've seen that in like some of my like adult friendships that i grew up seeing is like people just like immediately go for like things that are like that's a little bit below the belt but they don't address it in the moment Mm -hmm. and usually like i remember when people would like offend me i would just start like crying and it wasn't and that's not a good thing to do because it's kind of like weaponizing your tears a little bit. It's like, yeah. leave me alone. I'm, or So I'm just going to cry. Sometimes I couldn't help it. But other times, a lot of times, what I noticed when I got older was that instead of crying because it did not necessarily come naturally, I'd have to like make myself cry so I could get out of the situation. Mm. What, what now will happen is if I'm like offended, I will just either address it in the moment or my toxic trait. I'll just be quiet. I'll just, like, go quiet. Same. 
Because usually if I'm offended and I'm like publicly offended, it's automatically not a safe space for me anymore. And since I don't know how to navigate spaces that aren't safe for me without like observing first, Mm -hmm. now we have to start all over. Now I have to be in this space with someone who I thought cared about me, but just like offended me. So we're not going to do that. So that's another thing with like, you know, not, and and I know I keep saying, but like my friends, like we all, we literally all have that understanding where it's like, you don't offend each other on purpose. And if you do, like you're, you're going to get a talking to about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I, I definitely just go quiet. I'll like, I'll have people that I really, really care about and they'll do one little thing and my brain is like, they hate you. Mm. They hate you. Oh, Stop talking to them. They can't stand you. So, you've seen Lord of the Rings, right? Yes. I, was, I watched it yesterday and I was telling the person that I was watching with that I was like, every time I have like an anxiety attack and I want to like post about it and be like transparent about it, I think of that Gollum scene where he's like, you don't have any friends. Nobody <laughs> likes you. <laughs> Uh, and that's the problem with, like, I think that's also the problem with, like, having, like, any type of, like, neurological disorder where it's just, like, the first thing that it attacks you is, just, like, people don't like you. Yep. <laughs> and you're, like, but I, they don't care. <laughs> that internal golem. That literal, it's that little Kermit the Frog meme where it's, like, I should reach out to people. Bitch, fuck that shit. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so accurate? It's, it's so, it's, it's so hard. Yeah. Well, I have a question. How do you, what, it, is it easier for you to make friends in the burlesque community or in real life? Honestly, that's a hard one. Because mm-hmm. in the burlesque scene, I get to know people really well. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't necessarily call it friendships. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to chalk that up to. Because I'll try to make friends mm-hmm. and then... It just doesn't work. I feel like I'm intimidating. I've been told I'm intimidating. By other performers? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I... See, to me, I don't feel like I'm an intimidating person. I just feel like I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. And I... But that's intimidating. It's intimidating, yes. Because we're still all supposed to be extroverts because we're, you know... Yeah, Little performers. lost children who didn't have enough love in our life. And I'm like, no, that's me. Like... No, I might be a, an out there performer, but backstage I am quiet mm-hmm. unless I know you pretty well. But then in real life, I can't really be myself. So I also don't make friends there. Once I get, you know, mm-hmm. the hang of making burlesque friends, I think I'll be okay. It's over for you, hoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Delta takes off her Wonder Woman armor. <laughs> Once I put down my boundaries, it's over for everyone. <laughs> No, I I know for me, like, making friends in burlesque isn't necessarily, like, I think I'm, here's the thing, is, like, all jokes aside, like, I know some people are going to snicker at this because, but, like, when you first get into, I think, any performing art, but at least what I've seen with burlesque, people, anybody that's new, they're super friendly at Mm -hmm. first. Yeah. And, like... I'll say this, and this is, like, controversial opinion, but I think a lot of people fall in love with the idea of another burlesque person or another of your burlesque persona. And even as performers, we tend to forget that there's a person behind all of that. Underneath all that, there's a person. And what they present to you as, like, their persona is very different from who they probably are as a person. Mm -hmm. So... 
Like, I know for me, especially, like, I mean, I don't mean to, like, seem like I'm bragging, but because I have such, like, strong foundational friendships already, for me in burlesque, it's been very, like, it's almost, uh, like, going to a new school Mm -hmm. and getting that, like, whole new experience, but it's, like, I have, like, my best friends who know me and know me without all this, like, Eartha shit going on, and that's where I feel comfortable I, it's, it's hard, especially for me, like, I know this is going to seem, like, really backwards, but, like, sometimes when I'm backstage, I'll introduce people with my muggle name, like, Mm -hmm. I'll just say, like, my name's Eartha, and my name is also this, whatever works best for you, um, and for me, it's, like, it's hard for me to, like, imagine being friends with somebody who couldn't say my real name. Yeah. It's, like, it's, just, like, that's just the disconnect there. Because I'm, like, my real friends, they're never going to call me Eartha. Like, <laughs> and that's the thing is just, like, if you want to be in that part of my life, you have to understand, like, this came after a long time of somebody else being here. Like, has she always been there? Probably. But, like, in different iterations. So it's, like... My friends know me, like, from, like, me being, like, the nerdy, like, theater girl who was always in the auditorium to, like, now being this. It's, like, they get it. They understand the trajectory. But people who have only met me, like, as Eartha kind of expect, like, I guess I've 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 had the thought where I'm, like, I think you're thinking that I'm going to be, like, the big MC person that I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, oh, no, that's, that's very, that's comes out once in a while. I'm like, there are bits of her in my life, but I'm like, I am very boring in real life. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like sitting here and I'm just like, I have a week off of work and I'm like, I bet everybody else is just like, ooh, a week off of work. Let's do something. Like, let's have a COVID party. And I'm like, bitch, I'm about to sit on my couch and watch so many episodes of The Crown. <laughs> <laughs> I have that persona problem too. Yeah. That's a real problem. Cause you know, my persona, badass, don't fuck with me, like mm-hmm. mean person. That's my persona. That's just who I put on inside. M soft baby. Yeah. <laughs> Do not touch me. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I'm, Easily hurt. I know. Like I have had people who couldn't necessarily like turn off their burlesque persona in their brain. Mm-hmm. They pretty much are just like, I'm this person and this is who I'm going to be all the time and couldn't really find a balance between the two. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting watching those people because I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that while we're at brunch. Like, I just, yeah. It's like sometimes I can be, like, funny and bring that stuff out. But for the most part, I'm like, again, I am very boring. It's by by Eartha's standards, I am very boring. Like, <laughs> and I enjoy being boring because it helps to, like, wind down a little bit. Yeah. Um. That's kind of been the weird thing also with, like, not having shows is that, like, not having to be that person is kind of like, huh, I guess she's a bigger part of my life than I thought because that's where I can, like, be, like, super opinionated and stuff and, like, kind of, like, quote-unquote get away with it. Yeah. Um, But also, like, just trying to, like, find different ways to bring that in because I do miss, like, camaraderie of backstage. Yeah. And I miss, like, those shared experiences with people. But at the same time, like, I miss my friends even more. I'm like, I really, I'm like, burlesque can come, go whenever it can, whenever it's safe. But, like, I'm like, if I don't see my friends in the next, like, three months, I'm literally going to go insane. Yeah. Yeah. It has been a rough time for friendships. I feel like that's why I'm so out of it with friendship stuff. Mm-hmm. How how do you keep up with people <laughs> that you literally can't go see, um, you know? 
I don't. I send memes. Yeah. That's it. Group chats. Yeah. If it's like, like if I have the same, like I have my core group of best friends, like we have a group chat and we'll send like silly stuff, but we'll also send like serious stuff. We'll send like every once in a while, we'll get a bloop that's like, I miss you all. Or like, we miss you too. Like we all met up for my birthday in a parking lot and just like talked. And mm-hmm. they're my friends were like, we could talk for like hours, like just about everything it doesn't matter like we just never stop talking we're definitely those friends that like we joke when we're gonna be older our kids are gonna be sitting there with their coats on like we're so hot we're ready ready to to go we're just like talking at the door like oh my god but did you hear about this like yeah so i mean group texts group chats help um definitely i think for me the biggest thing has been like being like super transparent with people and Mm. like trying at least like trying to put things like that together so people know you're thinking about them um and then i've just i i know me i've just been like really willing to like okay if we have to see each other with mask on from six feet away i'm willing to do that like whatever is comfortable but Mm -hmm. like if i can see you i want to see you um, and kind of just respecting the fact that, like, not everybody's there. Like, yeah. some people are just like, I can't see you because of this. Like, I have one friend I know I can't see her for a while because she lives with her parents. Yeah. Um, my other friends, like, moved further away. So it's like, we can't really see each other because they live 40 minutes away. And there's two of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we see each other when we do. Like, we'll, like, pop in or whatever. But... Yeah, like I moved into my apartment and I was like really excited because I'm like, oh, I finally have my own place. And like we all said like, because when I got mine and we've all said like since we've all moved into our own stuff, like, oh my gosh, like of course we would move into like places where we could host our own stuff and not have to worry about disturbing our families because we were all living with our families this time last year. Yeah. It's like, of course, we all have our own spaces and we can't be in them with each other. It yep. fucking sucks. Yeah. That's probably, like, the worst part of this whole thing of trying to stay in contact is knowing that, like, if all of this wasn't happening, we'd probably see each other all the time now because Mm -hmm. we can have, we have our own spaces to do that. Um, But now we just have to, like, you know, figure out fun, creative ways. Um, Social media kind of helps because it helps to, like... Yeah. I mean, again, my friends are the types where, like, we know what's happening before it hits social media most of the time. But, like... um, yeah we just like you know and i think that's the thing too is that small stuff matters so even if it's something where you're like this is totally stupid and i don't know if anybody's gonna laugh at it send it anyway Mm -hmm. like it even if it seems like it's gonna be out of the blue and somebody might and if somebody might be like okay is there anything else you want to talk about be like no i just was thinking of you and sent this to you i'm such a proponent of being like saw this thought of you hope you're doing well heart like yeah yeah see that's if you're my friend, you'll you'll know that I'm go silent for fucking ever, and then I'll send you like, "Hey, I know I'm a horrible friend, but I like you. Goodbye." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll send you a meme and be like, "I'm sorry, I haven't talked to you in months. I haven't talked to anybody in months. Yeah. <laughs> Bye." It, yeah. But do it anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember one. Of, like I said in a previous episode, one of my favorite shows growing up was Will and Grace. And there's this episode where, like, Will and Grace feel like their friendship is, like, falling apart. And they're like, why have we, like, lost our mojo and all this stuff? And because Will is gay, he was like, well, in our case, our homojo. And Grace goes, I said the exact same thing today. He's like, when? (laughs) He was like, to Karen, when we were talking about our friendship. He's like, why didn't you call me and tell me? She's like... I don't know. It just seemed kind of small. He's like, that's what we're missing. The small stuff. We need to call each other on all these things. It's small stuff that people care about anyway. Nobody cares about big stuff. 
And he's like, and so he had like went off cheese and she's like, exactly. You have to call me if you're going to stop eating cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's so poignant though. Mm-hmm. I like that. It was, it's one of those moments in that show where I'm like this, this is literally what I've come to understand about adult friendships. It's like. People say don't sweat the small stuff, except in friendships. Mm. Small stuff is what really keeps, that's the glue that'll keep you together. It's like those little small inside jokes that never die out. Don't let them die out. I don't care if it's been five years. Send that fucking text (laughs) message and make them laugh. And then boom, there you go. You're still friends. Like, yeah. Yeah, small stuff. I think I avoid the small stuff because I feel like it's going to lead to big stuff. Mm. And I don't have the emotional energy for big stuff usually. Even though I'm a really supportive friend, I feel like. But it's like you don't. It's not like you want to reciprocate big stuff. Yeah. Because we both have that thing where it's like, that's the other problem with small talk with somebody new is that it eventually, the small talk runs out, like I said. And you get to the point where you're like... So you want to talk about your parents? No. No, I don't. Nope. <laughs> I absolutely do not want to talk about that. You I have a about, thing. <laughs> you want to talk about, so when I was a kid, nope, we're not talking about childhoods. Nope, no childhood shit. Mm-hmm. I have no past. I am me right I now. I became this person. I became, I came into this world a fully adult at 26. <laughs> that's where we can safely talk. 26. Nothing else. Nothing before. There was nothing. Do you have that? reaction sometimes where you talk about childhood and you can just feel the whole room get sad (laughs) (laughs) my favorite is the one where you're like look ahead (laughs) (laughs) yep look ahead that would always be like our go-to when we would like be talking on the couch and we could tell that we like brought the energy down in the room be like look ahead (laughs) and just put the nearest object on our head yeah like a pillow and just be like look ahead (laughs) yeah it's i i i don't know i haven't I sometimes feel that, like, I can definitely, it's not that I feel like I bring the energy down, I just feel like my humor doesn't translate to everybody. Yeah. Especially when I take stuff to, like, well, I can't do that because I'm black place. Like, people get really uncomfortable when I do that, (laughs) or they, like, nervous laugh, and they're like, oh, yeah, and I'm just like, this is why I'm funny, because, (laughs) like, I talk about these things, like, I'm sorry, but it's just, yeah, or, like... Or if I feel like I've brought the energy down, I'll just immediately be like, or sometimes like people will like get really like, they want to like hug me because my mom's dead. And I'm just like, I'm, I, that happened five years ago. Like I've come to terms with it. I'm good. And then like, or people will like start crying and be like, oh my God, I didn't know I wouldn't have asked. And it's like, you can cry if you need to. Like, I know you didn't know her, but you can cry if you need to. Like, I don't I don't know what you're feeling right now, but go ahead. Like, you can cry. I didn't mean to, like, take you to that place. Oh. It's just one of those things where it's like, I wasn't trying to take it to a place like that. I was literally just trying to, like, share, like, some things with you. Share like, information about myself. It's yeah. pretty much like if I bring up my mom, I try to immediately, like... I try to, like, immediately preface it, like, or follow it with, like, hey, she's also passed. So, it's, like, if I speak of her in the past tense, I don't want people to be, like, well, why do you say was? Where is she? It's, like, ah. So, I've just learned to just be, like, yeah, my mom did this. Like, before she passed, my mom was really into this and stuff like that. And people will just be, like, oh, my God. No. And I'm, like, what do you mean, no? It already happened. It happened. Like, (laughs) Not to like laugh at it, but it's just like it did happen, and I'm 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 okay. Like, I, I dealt with it. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's been our episode on friendship. To end it out, what is the food that you most associate with friendship? What do you think? 
Hmm. You know, <laughs> I feel like this is like a recurring theme. Well, my friends and I always like do like food stuff for the holidays. Mm. And so like usually I'll do like a Friendsgiving, but I'll like cook and then just ask them to bring like sides and stuff. But I think, um, let's see, a big friendship food. A big friendship food, I think s'mores. Mm, yeah. I think of s'mores because my best friend, hi Simon, my best friend like always used to have bonfires at his parents' house. And he would, like, make s'mores for us. He would, like, prepare the graham crackers and stuff because he knew, like, the perfect ratio. Mm -hmm. And then he got really into it where he would, like, start doing, like, Reese's and, like, Ghirardelli and, like, have, like, little, like, icing sugars and stuff. So I always think, like, whenever I eat a s'more, it's, like, good. But I also, like, immediately think of my friend because I'm like, oh, I miss Simon. Mm -hmm. Like, I miss him being able to, like, spoil us a little bit because he was always so proud of it. And, like, yeah, he's, like, yeah. Simon's great, but, like, that s'mores, for whatever reason, make me think of friendships, make me think of all my friends. Because, like, I've I've eaten s'mores with, like, all of my friends at some point, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the food I associate with friendship is Sonic. And that's, oh, yeah. This is just where everybody goes to hang out, oh, you know? God. Another Simon story is that Simon and I used to go to Sonic and buy those limeades and then oh, just yeah. spike them. Yes, and yep. walk around drinking spiked limeades downtown, like in a certain, <laughs> like in different cities, but mostly in this like one specific city. We would just be walking around like, Hell yeah. we're not drunk, we're not underage and drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sonic, like something about those slushies and like, like in my hometown in mm-hmm. Tennessee, the only place to go after a certain time was Sonic. Mm, so it'd yeah. be so fucking crowded mm-hmm. and tables full of people just chilling and hanging out. So that's Coney Island up here. Yeah, I if think. You, yeah. Yeah. If you and that's another one. Like, I think I've been drunk with almost all of my friends and ended up in a Coney Island. Ooh. So actually, I retract that s'more statement. Coney Island. Coney Island. Coney Island. Because, like, I've ended up drunk in a Coney Island with literally all of my best friends. Like, <laughs> just like, I need chicken tenders and hot sauce, please. <laughs> I need food. <laughs> I need greasy sustenance, please. And they're all like, we got you. We Coney got Island. You. Mm-hmm. Well, that's been our friendship episode. Um, enjoy food with your friends safely at a distance. Don't eat your friends. Eat your friends' food. Eat your friends' food, especially french fries. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Go get yourself something to eat. If you would like to get in contact with Dish of the Day, you can check us out on Instagram, Dish of the Day Podcast, or leave us a voicemail on speakpipe.com forward slash Dish of the Day Podcast. You can also send us an email at dishofthedaypodcast@gmail.com. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.